Welcome to Andy Bros number 139. Today the Bros review KomoriCon 2019. So get ready to stand in a long line because the Andy Bros are coming up next. As always, we're the bros. Hey, everybody. Uh, you can go to our website, um, which, oh, <laughs> sorry, everyone, have a bit of a cold, uh, post-con funk. You got that con, yeah, that con cold. So, episode 138, uh, go to our, our website, www.andybrospodcast.com to get to our podcast. You can find all of our fine friends over at www.andybroscreative.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at andybroscreative. You can follow me, at Voth. Yep, and you can follow me um, at Sakoku underscore Otaku on Twitter and SoundOnly01 on Instagram, which I've stopped using, but I still have. Everyone stops using Instagram Yeah, after a while. I just don't take enough cool photos. Although I should have, I should have been posting con photos there. Um, Retrospect, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so we just had a fun time at Oregon's only good, no, Scratch all that. <laughs> uh, at Oregon's we used com- to call it Jack and I used to call it like Oregon only convention that was held in, in Vancouver. Can't held in Vancouver. We can't uh, say that. But anymore. can't say that anymore. So Oregon's biggest con. Yeah, I think that's right. I felt conned. <laughs> so uh, we were at Komori Con 2019, held at the Oregon Convention Center, um, a weekend in November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday con. Laven and I were there as press. Yes. Because uh, as you all know, this is a podcast, which is a form of press and journalism. You can't silence us. Yeah. <laughs> Many have tried. All they have to do is uh, give me something better to do than edit podcasts, and they'll <laughs> succeed. <laughs> yeah. Hideo Kojima right now is our greatest enemy. I know. <laughs> I know. So, like, yeah, when you hear this, it's hopefully going to be, like, you know, in your recent memory of no- November will be something that happened recently. Yeah. <laughs> Just which November? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, so right off the bat, I think we want, we have a whole laundry list of people to thank um, before we jump into the, um, the con report, the con report, the good and the bad of KomoriCon 2019. So um, fans of the show will know Annie bros. Um, Laban and I have been doing, um, Anime Jeopardy for a number of years, Ooh, and so the years. whole team at Andy Bros Creative um, does way more work than we do. We just show up and take the credit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, we want to thank our whole team. Um, Jason, who's on Real Japan with Josh. Uh, Jason is our game master. He designs our Anime Jeopardy game um, and programs the board and runs it for us during the event. Josh is actually the the panel director, which if you run panels... 
that have to rely on a tight time schedule, I highly recommend nominating someone to be the director um, <laughs> just to kind of tell you when to shut up and keep moving. Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> Stacy of Fujoshi Trash Talk does a lot of the questions and she oversaw our contestant selection this year. Um, we have other friends that help out. Uh, Tara, uh, another member of Fujoshi Trash Talk, um, is kind of like the con mom. She just makes sure that we all remember to eat um, and she'll hand out candy. And then we had a whole slew of um, well-dressed individuals who helped us out, um, Orion and, and others. Well, they were in their underwear. Yeah, they were in yukatas. Yeah, that's true. I don't think they were yukatas, technically. They I were mean, like the inner lining, They are the right? inner lining for a real kimono. Yeah. And like that's like walking around in your underwear. But it's pretty underwear. It's true. I mean, it is the <laughs> coolest part of the kimono. You're yeah. like, man, this badass dragon, no one's going to see it. But I can say the same for my own boxers. Oh, so. totally. Um, and then, so we, so like I said, we were at, um, Comorian as press. So we want to thank, um, Kevin and Samantha. They coordinated with us on press and we got to do a really kick-ass interview that we'll talk about in a little bit with another thank you that we have. Um, and then, uh, who else? Oh, um, Ren, uh, and the team at Faku for sponsoring Anime Jeopardy Discipline, our 18 plus, um, jeopardy game which was a lot of fun this year and uh we'll talk about in a little bit but faku really came through and uh ren was an amazing person to coordinate with uh and getting us a literal box of porn a big box big long stiff box of porn yes yeah which we had to give all away we did we actually gave all of it away we were very diligent disciplined even disciplined yes we were disciplined We didn't we didn't take it for ourselves as yeah. though we wanted to. No, I even bought I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing a Faku shirt. Oh, um, and I purchased it with money. I didn't use a card, I used a prepaid visa so it wouldn't show up on a statement, but I totally bought a Faku shirt. Well, I mean, there might be questions like, why did you buy this prepaid gift card? Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually won it. I won a costume contest at work. It's all my grand scheme of things, uh-huh. man. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Fair fair. I enough. start these plan I plan ahead like three months, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we, uh, you know, KomoriCon was a, oh, I have one more person to thank, and they'll come up a lot. I want to say their name was Abby. They taught us how to play Mahjong. That's, um, <clears throat> maybe the number two takeaway from the entire weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, we're going to go into much more detail on that further on, but, um, Abby, thank you so much <laughs> for, um, essentially destroying our lives and giving us a really bad habit. Yes. <coughs> uh, so I think the way we want to structure this is we're going to do, we're going to talk about what we didn't like. We're going to get that out of the way first. Because um, there's some the stuff. We're going to get that out of the way. And then we're going to talk about what we did like. <clears throat> because I think overall, the experience was positive. But there's stuff that could have been better. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel? Sure. Well, how was the, how, what, what could have been done better? <clears throat> All right. Well, we'll bring it back from Kenny over in the spin room. <laughs> uh Let's uh well usually we just sort of go over what we did like oh what, yeah we what, should do like, that like uh what panels we went to and like how we spent our day that's usually the is, format of these con reports is this where you're gonna put in crickets this is where I'm gonna put in uh we showed up at the con yep and uh we what what did we do we uh I guess we we checked in at press uh huh we looked at the schedule mm-hmm. trying to find some some riveting. Discussions on anime, animated 
things, studios, directors, shows I like, anything, really anything that was like a coherent discussion. Uh, look for those. Didn't really find. Didn't anything. really find anything uh, on Friday, so no. uh, we didn't go to any panels. No, we didn't do any panels on Friday. Um, we did. We had our first panel. Um, that's Friday was when we had Anime Jeopardy Discipline. Now, you say Friday. Yes, Friday air quotes because when was our panel? It was at twelve thirty a.m. Decidedly Saturday. Yes, so Saturday morning we had our first panel. Um. Yeah, we really didn't do it. Friday. We learned mahjong, right? That, that's true. Okay, so on Friday we learned how to. It play wasn't mahjong. a waste of time. No, I learned mahjong, yeah. which um may end up. We may come back to this episode as the point in time where our lives spiral out of control, <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up as degenerate gamblers. Yes, because that's a great game. Everyone who doesn't know how to play Japanese rules mahjong, yeah, do it now because it's great. Yeah, so f- so from 12.30 to f- 2 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning, we held Anime Jeopardy Discipline. Room was packed. We had a great time. Um, we'll save the real discussion for it for the good section. I don't want to taint. When you go bad, you got to go right, bad. Right. So we're talking but, about... The- but you know, Saturday was kind of the same thing. I mean, we... Looked at the guidebook. Yeah, we didn't... Uh, Try to pick... You know, we, as you do... Yeah. Yeah. First day, you go through the book, and you're like, what do I want to see? And usually there's like, well, usually there's not a whole lot of great stuff. But <laughs> at least there's enough. there's enough. You can circle a few things and be like, well, you know, from, you know, 11 to 12, I'm going to go to this. And then there'll be a lull. And then from like three to four, I'm going to go to this. There was not that. No. There was like an, it was an abyss. It was yeah, like, we... do you want to go to the Kigurumi dance party? No. Well, then that's all that there is. So yeah. You so can just wait, I guess. I think we didn't have anything to do until noon. Um, and then at noon, we had contestant selection. So um, for Anime Jeopardy 18 Plus, we picked people from the audience because we need to make sure that they're 18 Plus. Um, and generally, if you're enough of a degenerate to show up at um, a hentai themed Jeopardy game, you're going to be probably good for the trivia. But with contestant select, with regular Jeopardy, it's it's more kid friendly and open to all ages. So we do a, an exam, a test, <laughs> um, and so we did that at noon. I we, say, we had a packed room. That was cool. I would say it's like the main event. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, exactly. And so we had uh, we did that test from noon to one. Laven and I then had to go and do an interview. Um, but then from one to well, I guess we got done with our interview at one thirty. So from like one thirty to. Six? I think it was six thirty. Six thirty. There was nothing. There was nothing. It was kind of and the there one thing. Nothing. The one thing I wanted to go to a panel that was supposed to be like on the influence of uh, anime on global pop culture. It was canceled, which, you know, that sucks. I who whatever reason it was canceled for. I hope it was a good one. But that like literally blew a hole in my entire day. One panel being canceled because it was the only thing I had. I know. It's it was I I've honestly never been to a Con where there was this nothing to do yeah like nothing I, I was amazed like what there's not a single and i put in panels i put in <laughs> applications for panels it yeah. would have been interesting and riveting and great yeah and when it got denied i'm like all right then there must be so many other great panels that they couldn't decide what to put in that wasn't the case no <laughs> i'm just like why it really wasn't like early on when you had this complaint i was like yeah it does suck but 
hopefully they'll pull through and they'll have some good stuff. Right, right, right. The initial but, news of it not being approved, I yeah. was just like, all right, that's fine. That's, yeah. I'm sure there'll be other things to watch, but... Yeah, no. And so at six, we had to wait until 6.30 for the trigger panel. Yeah. Um, which was amazing. Yeah, of course. The trigger panel was really good. Um, and so that was over, and then we kind of milled around again, and we, we attended Faku's panel. Oh, actually, we forgot something. We attended Faku's panel for like a second. We did. All it was is just like, it was just an industry. Oh, we, Well, to, okay, so to the content's credit, Faku put on an awesome panel on friday oh uh, do we do we not do we know? we missed it we 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 were thinking about mahjong so much <laughs> so um ren and um i i apologize but i forget the name of uh their co-host um did a panel called hentai worth reading yeah that was fun which okay. was um a spin on faku's like mainstay hentai worth watching panel um this time ren went through and picked six uh chapters of of hentai available on Faku and narrated them, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Like she narrates them in comedic timing. So like yeah. it'll just be still frames up on the screen of like just imagine some regular manga panel, like, you know, some character doing something like and she'll be narrating along, like, you know how like, you know, when you're going to school, next one, he's coming home from school, yeah. and like you open the door and like next one, you have to fuck your mom. Ah, <laughs> and then it's like yeah. a pa- page from the hentai, and you're like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, Ren <clears throat> did an awesome job narrating. Um, they were super funny, and that was great. So there were two things that happened on Friday that were worth watching, and they both started super late at night. Yeah. Uh, and I got at the, to the con at like nine in the morning. That was your mistake. That was totally my mistake. I'll never do that again. Because you had access to the guidebook. I know. You knew I, what was what you were in for. I this know. Weekend. I I thought I was going to be able to like rub shoulders with industry people in the press room that was always vacant. Um, so that didn't happen. But lesson learned. Now I know. Um, fast forward back to Saturday, day two, uh, trigger panel. Then we kind of chill in the Faku panel for a bit. For like, um, for like five minutes. Yeah, we weren't there for very long. It was. I mean. Because we not, had to go run around. It's not to Well, no, we yeah. you you left before we did. Oh right. And we were watching, <laughs> and it's like, this is literally just a commercial for the new thing Faku is releasing yeah. this month, and I don't care. Yeah. Which is generally what an industry. I know. Panel I know. It's is. not. It's not really their fault. Yeah. It's, Dark Horse does the same thing. It's not that it was a bad panel. It's no. just like I wasn't interested. And I didn't care. So. Yeah. And we were tired because at that point it was almost ten o'clock. Yes. Um, I stepped out early because my uh, my boss, um, one of my bosses, a VP of my company. Um, was chaperoning his daughter there. And so I went outside of um, uh, a hentai panel to go talk to them. And I, w- I stood very deliberately um, with myself facing the door. And so they were facing away from it. So every time it opened and there was just like giant panels of, of porn on the screen, no one could see it. Um, that was fun. That was my favorite part because you tried pretty hard to like make sure no one could see anything. And then the the gate man like the, <laughs> the 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 room yeah. staff who's standing in front of the closed door just comes up to you and is like hey uh i see you have like a child with you there's a bunch of porn in there so if you could move <laughs> like gee thanks thanks yeah. for looking out yojimbo thanks <laughs> um yeah so then we we did regular jeopardy at 10 30 at night that's which is supposed to be a prime time yeah of, uh, event and not a everyone's going home kind of event you right. know the people who take the quiz at noon and yeah. may or may not be around at 10.30 p.m. Right. I One of the things I'm going to reach out to programming and say is like, hey, we get a lot of uh, younger people t- taking our quiz. So if we could have an earlier panel, that'd be great. Um, I think we 
I will admit, I I'm, I shot us in the foot a little because when we were issued press passes, I sent an email saying, "Hey, if there's any if there's any industry folks from Japan giving panels, we would prefer if our events weren't scheduled at the same time because we need to cover those." Faku is not uh, a company from Japan, sure. So. That's my splitting the hair saying, like, they, well, I really wish they hadn't moved us. Sure, sure, sure. But 6.30 on Saturday was when Trigger's panel was. Yeah. So So I was glad we didn't miss that. Yeah, but, yeah. I wouldn't have. If, if, if we got scheduled against Trigger, it would have been the worst con ever. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Especially because no one would have been running Anime Jeopardy. Yeah. We yeah. would have just been in the Trigger panel. Like, yeah, screw this. Um, Because originally, Anime Jeopardy uh, All Ages was scheduled for 8.30. And it got... I, they bumped us. 8.30, wall terrible, doable. Yeah, better. Uh-huh. 10.30, we still filled the room. Wait, somehow. Yeah, but it definitely... Because it's a 90-minute panel. We didn't get over until midnight. That's really pushing it for some people. I know. I'm glad they all stayed. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people left either. No, I don't think we lost too many people. Yeah. Um. And then Sunday, neither of us went. <laughs> we didn't go. Because, because we were just too tired. Well... I mean, well, I, w- I was you, pretty tired. You were dead, basically. I-, I was pretty dead. I was getting very sick, which I'm still sick. Yeah. Um, and also, I took a look at the guidebook, and it was the same thing. It was where it's just like, what is there to see? Yeah. Like, nothing. I don't care about, like, ask me about my character in my cosplay, the panel. Right. Like, I. that's, it's, like, the whole thing. I don't care. Right. So, I... One thing I picked up on pretty quickly from via Annie Twitter is that KomoriCon this year was the same weekend as Anime NYC, which is a major convention, which I think pulled... KomoriCon this year, while they had good guests, they did not have nearly the caliber of guests as last year. Sure. That's that's fair. Uh, and I think that was because of Anime NYC. It may have been. Anime, anime NYC isn't like a huge con. But it's still New York. Like if you were... If you had to pick... You're a, you're a, you're in the industry. You work in anime, and someone's like, "Do you want to go to Portland, Oregon, in November, or New York City?" Uh, Portland's pretty popular. Well, we know the trigger guys will always be here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I understand. Yeah. Um, and that does I think that did play a big role in like why we didn't get a lot of industry yeah. people. But it doesn't change anything that like the fan panels were just like true garbage, yeah. garbage. And I now they're garbage to us. No, they and were so garbage. I wanna, they were just garbage. I almost want to say like there's an opportunity where where for someone else maybe they were good, but they really didn't feel they just felt the same as always. Uh-huh. And nothing really pushed anything. And if they so and I also felt like the the hours between like 6 and 10 were stacked. Like if there was stuff to do, it would have been That's when it happened. Them. Yeah, that's but true. But because it was all there, you had to pick one thing. Well, I still feel that it wasn't yeah. that hard to choose because it was like this. Is no, the, I completely well, agree. This is the one thing. Um, like even during our Jeopardy panel, like one of the only original sound, one of the few original sounding panels. Um, I had a a friend that was doing a presentation on like the history of Futanari, which I was like, I would have been so cool to like yeah. sit through and watch. That's a good. That's a good panel. And, but it was like, oh, was, we were counter programming, so ours. we can't even. So we can't, we can't go do yeah. that. Yep. Um, it was just a just a real disappointment. Yeah, like, really just. Like, you know, we had a we had a great you know um, the the person who helped us coordinate on the ground once we were there. We got all the mics we needed. Our equipment was all set up properly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. None everything that... ran. It was just the content that was picked sure. was lacking. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, Lo- like logistically, 
Comic-Con is like, did a great job. Yeah. Like everything was flawless on time. Nothing was yep. late. No. There was no lines, even mm-hmm. though there were a lot of people. Everything, yeah. was, everything was great. Right. Like there's no fault of, of that. It's literally just like the panels they decided to approve. Yeah. I have no idea did not. what their criteria for choosing this stuff was. Yeah. And it felt very much, it almost felt like a, a convention specifically for cosplayers. I felt if, if you're like really into cosplay, there were, there was a panel every hour for you to attend. I know. Which it was madness. Like cool, but you know there are other aspects of this fandom, and KomoriCon doesn't bill itself as this is a cosplayer convention. It bills itself as this is an anime and Japanese pop culture convention. Well, they try their yeah. best, except for when you have things about like Homestuck, and then you're like, <laughs> oh my god, can we know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was. I agree. It the the schedule was boring. You know, and with that, we had to fill a bunch of our own time. By playing Mahjong. By playing Mahjong, <laughs> yep. And that was fun. That was a lot of that fun. That was like my number two highlight of the weekend. Yeah. So let's transition into, well, hold on. Do I have any more bad <coughs> stuff? Um, well, you had to wait in line for two and a half hours to get a badge. Yeah, the line situation was pretty god-awful. Yeah, registration was very bad. And I I heard that... KomoriCon had twice as many attendees this year as as they had expected or they had matter. last year. They had a giant, giant yeah. half of the expo center where you it's like a big concrete warehouse. Yeah. And they can only process like five people at a time. Yep. I'm like, what is this? And it was super slow. And they closed pre-reg like two weeks before it happens. So if you if you see it, like if you see an advertisement for it and you're like, oh, I want to go do this, you're gonna spend a ton of time in line. Um I like luckily, if there was actually stuff to do in the yeah. programming, oh it, totally, it would have been like such a, a nightmare. But luckily, yeah. it was like, well, we're missing nothing, so yep. I guess it's the silver lining. You just fine. stand in line. Yeah, um, yeah. My uh, the VP I mentioned stood in line for two and a half hours with his daughter. You stood in, ha- in two and a half hours with Cowrie. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's just it's the Genshin joke, you know, from Comicat. My sole purpose in life is to wait in line. Like they really embraced it. Um, I would say this con for the pro- programming wise yeah. was not worth waiting in line for. No. Like if you had to wait two hours, you better be like going to cool panels. Yeah. And this I think was not. Happening. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I think, um, our, not that we, we don't disagree on this programming thing, but, um, no, I'm, I'm hitting them hard. Yeah. You have a very, cause I think you waited, you had to wait in that line, even though the only line I ever had to wait in was to get my press badge. And that was a, like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so my impression was like, oh, it took me five minutes to get my badge. Whatever, I can entertain myself. But you having to stand in line for two and a half hours and experience that is just like, this does not pay off. No, it doesn't at all. And so, you know, you kind of have to think about that when you're planning these entertainment for people. And I, I respect the pain it takes to put on a, a convention. I, um, in my normal day job as a salary man. I coordinate for our user group, uh, which I joke with people. My number one rule is never become staff. And I literally have a job where I staff a, co- a convention once a year. Um, and so I respect how much hard work it is, but I also really value feedback. And so I hope that if Comoricon people listen to this, they understand that like, we're not saying you're terrible. We're just saying you can do better on some things and it's programming and it's programming <laughs> it's programming and like i don't know opening up a few more lines or yeah. like i don't know try you a have new those, system they have those cool okay something i didn't like yeah. they have those cool new um autograph machines yeah so like 
in their new autograph system is like if you want to get autographs from guests you go to this little kiosk and they have like 10 of them yeah and two of them work well two but, of them were but needed. they have 10 of them they yeah, have yeah. 10 kiosks you go up and you like type in your name and everything and then you get put into a a lottery system yeah. to be able to get a uh, interview or not interview a uh, autograph. autograph pass yeah and then you go take that voucher to the autograph line and they let you in the line yep which for us we only did trigger and yeah. there wasn't enough people this is the, the, we always got it the lottery system only kind of comes into effect if the if the amount of people registering goes over the cap yeah so for like some English voice actor of course that's like gonna the lottery right. will kick in but for us it was like everyone who signed up got it but the the concept of going to this like self-service kiosk it was like yeah airports do this perfect like and do, I, they should do yeah. this for the registration so, like let us print off a thing and then like exchange yeah. it for my badge like yep. I don't need to win um, this line I so I attended we both attend a number of conferences have you ever been to a conference where you just walk up to a little touchscreen kiosk you type in your name and you hit print Yes, but for all the conferences I've been to, I was always pre-registered. Yeah, so, same. That's a good point. But I think even if you're not pre-registered, all you have to do is use the kiosk to like pre. Yeah. Re- like it doesn't. You know, you're not gonna get pre-registered pricing. Yeah. But you're like pre in the system. Yeah, yeah. You get your little QR code stamp, and all you have to do is take it to a guy. And they put it on and the they badge and it, stuff like that. And they like yeah. check your ID and make sure you're yep. the same person. And that's yeah, all and they it just it did. It seemed like it took a long time. Like process those payments online. But like just do it right there. That is a really good. This is a great thing to segue on because the first thing I really loved about Comic-Con this year was the change in the autograph process because last year it was terrible. I don't remember what, how it went last so year. So last year you had to, um, at a certain time, you could go to that booth and say, I want to be, I want to get, I want to be in this lottery for the autograph. And then they would, there would be a time frame where you could submit. And then at the end of it, they would draw names. And then if your name was drawn, you got an autograph. Sure. Um, super cumbersome, super like you disrupted your day because you had to go and do this process and then you had to go get the autograph. Um, this was just like, I was minding my own business. My phone rang or my phone buzzed. I was like, oh, cool. I got a trigger thing. I went over, I picked it up Uh and it was like super easy. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So that was like cool improvement. Awesome improvement. The autograph department, whoever arranged that, you guys did an awesome job. Um, I talked to them a bit, and they were they were surprised that no one else had mentioned because like the first thing I said to them was like, "This is so much better than last year," and they're like, "Oh, thank you for f- someone finally said it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, and it was very good. I yeah. didn't like that there was only two kiosks working out of like the literal eight, yeah. eight of them that they well, had up. And I'm like, I just don't think they had a bunch of turned them on. But yeah, I I agree. It looked they should have shut the screens off if they weren't using them. They should have shut the screens off. Just a kind of a rookie mistake. It just looked like kind of unprofessional. Yeah. And. I my mind immediately went to these could be being used for for registration, registration. Yeah. like why are they not yeah <laughs> um uh yeah so that was my but what what was good what else was good um hmm did we do anything unique and exciting this year no oh and, uh, something I <laughs> actually liked a lot yeah I never got yelled at once by staff no. And yeah. I never got yelled at to like line up against the wall like a like a Warsaw ghetto prisoner, <laughs> like how what, like uh, like unlike some cons that have to do with the cherry blossom season. Ooh, interesting. Uh, so that was cool. That. Uh, everyone was very polite, and nice. Like no yeah. one seemed angry to be there. No, and I was like, this is cool. I everyone yeah. seemed to be having a good time. And we talked to a lot of so as press, we were granted access to this press and industry lounge, which 
I frequented because it had a private bathroom. <laughs> um, that was nice. Yeah, that was really nice. And it was just kind of like a and nice... And free Wi-Fi. And free Wi-Fi. It was a nice place like off the beaten path to just kind of decompress. Um, and yeah, you're right. I never saw staff like go nuts or oh. or like go power crazy. Um, I, uh, but I will say, <laughs> they very well, may well have. <coughs> because I didn't wait in line for any panels. So I drew. I didn't go to any panels. So right. I actually maybe don't actually know well, how I don't really feel because I I went out to hype the crowds before our both our panels and there were no maybe there just weren't enough staff to be power crazy, but yeah, um they or, were they let our lines be they were fine. Everything seemed pretty good and everyone yeah. was yelling. I mean the thing that does happen is like even if you're just standing there with your friends next to something, yeah, someone will in- inevitably come up and be like, "Hey, you can't wind up there. You can't wait there." Yeah, and in a really rude way, mm-hmm. that never happened. No, it never. And did. we did a lot of standing around. And I, you know, the the convention center provides security staff that kind of check badges, so they're professionals. They do this every day, and those people are always great. You just show them the badge. There was the one woman who um, <laughs> I was gonna say that she saw <laughs> we sh- we flash our badges um, at this person as we're crossing through and like, what is um, that green? Yeah, she's like, what what is that green? I've never oh S press oh small press. I'm like, no, we're not small press. We're standard press. We're real. We're real press. She thought our badges were fake. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, looked like green. Yeah, and we're like, what are you talking like, about? Okay. And she's like ninety years old. Yeah, and <laughs> then we proceeded to sneak into the trigger panel early. Um, it was fine. Yeah, it was well, great. Well, she let us in. She did let us in. And technically, we had press passes. We were supposed to get in. Yeah, it's fine. Um, everything's fine. Yeah, I. so if you take necessarily what the programming was, I think the way programming was spaced worked in that before there's been um, situations where there's like no time between two panels. But this year, it looked like every single panel had a, th- had a half hour buffer, no matter what. It was like... There's going to be a buffer between these panels, so it, so the panel can run late, mm-hmm. and then there's time to set up. That felt really good, and it also felt like you didn't have to rush. But also, there were only like only one day did we go panel, 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 and that was uh, Trigger, Faku, Anime Jeopardy, uh-huh. and so that was the only time where we really had to go panel, panel, panel. Every other time it was like, oh, we're gonna do a panel. Uh, and now we have four hours to kill, so we're going to go play Mahjong. <laughs> we played Mahjong so much. But Mahjong, it's so good, though. <clears throat> I just love it. Yeah. What a great game that is. What a great game. <laughs> yeah, so um, one of the great things, I think, this year was the traditional game corner where they had Mahjong. Yeah. And and if you didn't... I, I don't remember how you even mentioned that they had Mahjong. We were... Okay, so this we is what happened. Pre- we were in the press room, yeah. and somehow the word Mahjong came up, and I was... It just sort of like floated into my ear. I'm like, huh, you know what game I've always wanted to learn? Mahjong. <laughs> yeah, Mahjong. So what happened is earlier on Friday, I was there with um, Jason and Tara, and we were just kind of like milling around. I had to pick up the box of porn from Faku. Um, wow, had to. Had to. <laughs> we <laughs> we filmed an unboxing video. Um, really? With yeah, the, with the... we did. So uh, We got to put that up. Yeah, well... We filmed this unboxing video and um, about the point where Jason pulls out the giant skateboard with a naked anime chick on it, I realized we're standing in one of the most populated hallways in the the convention. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, crap, we probably should not be doing this here. (coughs) Um, So 
at one point we were looking for just some place where we could sit and we couldn't sit at any at any of the tables that were being used for like this card tournament so i saw that there was the traditional game corner which had a bunch of tables and no one was there and so we jason and i sat down at shogi mm-hmm. and we were just like oh let's just uh, pretend to learn shogi while we sit here and, and relax um and then that's how I knew there was Mahjong there because uh, they were because the people next to us were playing Mahjong. Yeah, of course. Those yeah. tables were like full the whole, the whole weekend. Yeah, we missed the Mahjong tournament. We got it next year. Next year. <laughs> I'm going to I'll build up my skill. Yeah. Fly back from Japan. And win. And win. I'll, well, I'll, I'll train in like a smoky Mahjong den yeah. in Tokyo and then I'll come back and just school yeah. everyone. Um, so it was, a, it was an awesome experience because there was um, there were people who were overseeing the traditional game corner. Um, and I, I apologize. I don't. I don't remember the man, the person's name. But um, they they taught us the rules of mahjong. They walked us through a game. They taught us how to play. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. All you had to do is show up, and, and then they're like, "Oh, you want to learn?" Yeah. And they just taught you. Yeah. That kind of situation doesn't come up in your life often. No, it was super cool, and they were like super patient with us because we we're just morons trying to figure out how this game works. They had all the the tiles and like what the content yeah. translates to on, on little sheets you know on each player section yeah it was, it was really nice and then um they sat abby down at our table and they're like okay this you know abby's gonna kind of teach you and also she's gonna kind of try and kick your ass <laughs> <laughs> um but i we you won two games i won two games right something like that yeah. i remember winning two games i mean like stoked yeah it was that beginner's luck no um, no 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 <laughs> it was the skill i'm i'm yeah. the new akagi of our group <laughs> <laughs> so, so. <laughs> that's that's aptly fitting for your life right now yeah yeah <laughs> um you know other reasons okay so mahjong was good i like the dealer's hall um i always forget that it's not soccer con because it feels like soccer con because mm, it's in a space that big that big yeah and soccer cons is like a giant ass market yeah and it's like really cool and giant yeah and this one i'm always like eh, wait where is everything yeah um so I, the one thing I appreciated was the artist alley was way bigger than the dealers area. That keeps and, happening. Well, I say I appreciate this because I really hate con dealers. <laughs> con dealers sell stuff at a 300% markup. It's really frustrating. A lot of bootleg stuff, too. A lot of bootleg stuff. And anybody who's been to Japan knows that a bunch of those little gotcha things they sell for like 15 bucks are 300 yen. Easy. And so it, it drives me up well, a wall. Hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Technically... Mm-hmm. If it's already out of the gotcha machine, those can go for high if people are trying to complete collections. You well, go to, to Akiba and you have to go buy them individually at those stores. They'll, but even those like boxes, like I was looking at Monster Hunter figures that like you could clearly see had like 500 yen printed on the bo- the back and they're like 10 bucks. Uh, I call this the Muji principle. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. you can clearly see that I'm like, wait a minute. This it is... says 11 US dollars, but then on the back actually printed on the label it says yeah. 400 yen yeah so like uh what are you doing you guys it's that import tax <laughs> um yeah so i like that i thought the dealer's hall was really cool um there was a lot of great art this year uh it's you know i always want to buy stuff but then i i have a small apartment so i just have no place to put it i noticed that the the art's getting better yeah the art was amazing i, I thought some of the art was just like really really good the first few times i went to artist alley yeah i'm just like this is this is shit. <laughs> like I can draw off model characters. Can I also sell things here? Like, and it just looked like garbage. Uh, I'm sorry to all these artists, but you gotta, you gotta face the truth. Okay. Now don't take what I say and then go off and conquer Europe. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I'm saying draw good, 
and they finally did. They have been doing that, and I'm I've been very impressed. I'm just like, hey, these are some I, this is some good fan art. Like I'd buy this. I want there. I I really want there to be an artist out there that has spent thousands of hours honing their skill to listen to this and just be like, oh shit, I'm supposed to draw good. <laughs> Damn it! And it's gonna unlock it for them, and then they're gonna be the next uh, Satoshi Kone. Also, that would be amazing. Yeah, if I can help one person with my with my heartless rants, I mean, I'll I'll feel pretty good. Uh, I'd also like to say far, far too much Steven Universe stuff. Yeah. I think I stop drawing Steven Universe also. If they're heeding my words, please do that as well. I think, I think Steven Universe is getting a sequel. I saw a preview for something called Steven Universe Future. Of course it is. Yeah. You got to make that money. Yeah. I mean, LGBT people also pay for things. So yeah, that's true. Got to pander to your audience. Well, yeah. Um, it's not a good show. Eh. it's not a good show i haven't watched enough of it i tried watching it because everyone said it was the shit so i'm like all right and i tried watching it because i'm not against american cartoons and i i'm like this is it was such disdain this isn't good this is just bad like it's not not for us it's not funny it's not good it has lesbians and i guess that you can identify with that if you're a lesbian or whatever and then people love it but i don't understand why people like the show because it's not actually good on plot merit we're gonna get Hard and feathered me. in the streets. Fight me. <laughs> Fight me in Tokyo, because that's where I'll be. <laughs> I've always want, I, it's my fan. I, I've probably told you this many times, but like I've always wanted to get into a street fight in Tokyo. I don't have to deal with any of that shit. All the fan <laughs> art in Tokyo, amazing. I'm going to go to Comic Cat, walk around and be like, this is what they should be doing. <laughs> okay. Draw doujins, okay? <laughs> we, we saw plenty of doujin. Faku literally... Here's a great thing. Um, Faku... Yeah. was insanely generous this year. They gave us um $600 worth of free porn to use as prizes in Anime Jeopardy Discipline. Um they were amazing to work with. They kept literally sending us free porn because um Faku has an a crazy quality of like standard of quality that if it's you're better, better than Japan. It is. And if you're not like if if we had an image that wasn't up to their their standards they would send us a high res, like 300 DPI, 3000 like, by 2000 pixel, like 50 megabyte. It was file PNG. Crazy. And you're like, what? And we're just like, okay, thank you. And you know, they really cared that it looked good. Um, it's gotta look good on those like shitty projectors. That yeah, not look good. <laughs> I felt so bad about that. We're like, I almost felt like we need to bring in like a Dolby Digital DPI projector, and uh, can we can we dim these lights? <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know what? Everybody just gather around this 4K monitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Faka was amazing. Their booth this year was... Um, understaffed. Well, it, well, I wouldn't say understaffed. So this is an issue with Anime NYC because Faku normally... Faku is a Portland-based company, um, for those not in the know. They're they're kind of global or national in terms of their um, workforce, but they're well, based <laughs> here in Portland. Yeah. And normally they have a kick-ass showing at KomoriCon because it's they all they're all here. You know, they have all their stuff. They bring out a really cool booth. But okay. apparently they don't do it. They don't do it up like they do at AX, apparently. Well, yeah, AX is their big. They never they I don't think they've done a, they throw a, like a, a rave for some us. Kind of a hentai party. Yeah. At AX, and it's always like, that seems kind of cool. Yeah, that's their <laughs> premier showcase. But they were. But um, the owner of the company was in New York for Anime NYC. And I think they had their like bigger booth there. Um, but they still had, they did a great job. They it was, you know, sellouts. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you here? No, they. Faku is the opposite of sellouts, considering how much they supported us 
like a literal nothing of a panel. We're the sellouts. We're the sellouts. <laughs> yes. Like I said, I'm wearing a Faku shirt. You should all subscribe and like Faku on the internet. I mean, they have a, they have a good search uh, system. Yeah, a good tag system. You can take those titles and search them somewhere else. <laughs> you, thanks for costing us our sponsorship what? i appreciate that i don't do that, that. i don't do that <laughs> you asshole. if you want to give me a free subscription that'd be very free cool. um we um well i'm thinking about anime jeopardy um i forgot to mention piper friend of the show did sound effects i forgot that in the beginning um we had great um they they went through all of uh bible black <clears throat> and pulled sound clips that we use as the buzzers she she thank you you're right um, Piper went through all of the sound clips and pulled all them. Um, yeah, that was really good. Um, she also pulled Magical Girl stuff for regular Jeopardy, but I'm particularly fond of the English dub of Bible Black, so it was awesome. Uh, uh, I like hearing it. Yeah, to it's, laugh. Right, right, right. If I'm trying to watch Bible Black, I really don't want it. <laughs> you really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they make great buzz, buzzer sounds. Yeah, they do. They're um, really funny. What else? We we're dancing around this, but Trigger, we got to interview Trigger while they were there. We, we, did. we did. um we That's were, why I say Mahjong was number two. Mahjong was number two. Number one, the best interviewing Trigger. Um in a private one on one. So awesome. It was very cool. We um thank you again to Samantha and Kevin who coordinated with press. Um so Laven and I both applied for press badges, and the second we found out, I sent an email saying, hey, if you get guests from Japan, like the team from Trigger that has come to KomoriCon since 2016, please schedule us for an interview. Uh-huh. That's all we want. That's it. We'll wash your car. Do your laundry. No, 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 no. We have a lot of cred because um, That's true. we've been pressed for a while. Yeah. And we've never asked for interviews. No. Not once. We did it this year. Mostly due to apathy. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're like, hey, you know, we should make good on that. Like, yeah. we've got a lot of unused credits. Yeah, let's do this. Let's just give us one in. interview. Like, we don't really ask for much. Uh, so we got to interview Hiromi Wakabayashi, the creative producer for Promare, um, and I believe either producer or director of Little Witch Academia. Hmm. Um, and then we also got an interview, um, Shigeto, uh, Koyama, who was the character and mech designer for Promare. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Um, and also in the interview with us was Will Fang, who was the, um, uh, U.S. American producer for, uh, Promare, um, helped coordinate stuff on this side. And we had assistance from the awesome interpreter, Karen. Um, whose last name I don't last name redacted last name redacted um, an, an Oregon based interpreter who has done amazing work with trigger for the last two Kamari cons yeah um, kind of saved their panel three Kamari cons ago <laughs> um, so it was awesome yeah and we're working right now to see if we can actually release that audio um, yeah they they yeah. said we couldn't but then Samantha Samantha said maybe we can maybe we can they have to like contact our people and get like yeah. authorization and whatever else. But if yeah. we can, if we can release it, you'll hear it. Yes. If we cannot, you'll hear us do a hilarious dramatization of it. Yes. Because they said we can, you know, we can, if it was print, we could print what they said. Yeah. But we're not allowed to upload the audio clip as of right now. Right. So um, we'll do a, a nice little interpretive dance for you all. Yeah. Uh, yes. So we got to interview Trigger. It was awesome. We learned a ton. 
because we're going to release the interview, I don't want to go into it right now, but um, it was awesome to just spend time with them. And the thing that sucks is we only had 20 minutes and then so another another group had uh, an interview with Trigger and we found out later that the Trigger folks didn't know that and they really wanted to keep talking to us. <laughs> like Karen told me afterwards that um, Wakabayashi was like, oh, we could have kept talking. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we <laughs> I would have locked that door and barricaded myself in there. Yeah. Just keep keep rolling, keep rolling. Keep, yeah. Until they kick us out. Yeah, don't worry. There's they no can't panels, get in here. There's no more panels we want to see. This door opens in. We're fine. <laughs> um, that was so cool. And, you know, it was like, they're very down to earth. And once you, once you kind of, I well, felt like. Once you bring up one character. Yeah. They open up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it felt like once, once we demonstrated that we actually cared, mm -hmm. like they probably deal with a lot of fans that are just like, oh, it's cool that you're here from Japan and whatnot. Let's get a quick selfie. But, um, cause we came prepared with some like questions, like real questions. We have real, we, we asked um, the, the hard hitting. Huge thank you to Kauri for translating those questions. Yeah. 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 Um, he saved a lot of time. It did save a lot of time. So it made the interview. We got to ask you a lot more questions than we had time than we would have normally had time for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. That was highlight. Their panel that they did was like 90 minutes on the making of Pro Mare, which was awesome. Um, it's very cool. Learned a lot. Got to see some early production stuff. Um, and then we got to talk to them a little bit afterwards. That was cool. I am antagonizing. So. I went to both trigger autograph sessions. Um, For some reason. Well, I just needed. There's, there's more. like being a fan, and then there's, and there's like me. <laughs> being like a professional. And oh, then I there's see. You. I see. And you're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sign all my stuff. Well, I'm just okay, like, so hey, did, we're we're a publication, Kenny. Yeah. Like we don't need to be. Uh, okay. Like, so googling over them. You very nicely brought signboards for us uh -huh. to use. Uh, you got them to sign your signboards. I had them to sign a signboard. I got a really cool Ignis. Um, Koyama drew did a quick sketch of Ignis. He said that you know I was the first person to ever say that he was my favorite character. Um, well, he has like five lines. I know. So like, but he drew him, and that was cool. And so I went, I went and bought some marked up signboards from the dealers hall, which were we saw. We went and checked them out. They were like two thirty five on day one. By day two, they were five bucks. Yeah. Each. So I spent ten bucks on signboards, and I and I went back to do trigger again, um, and I got one. I got I asked um, Koyama to do a Lucia um, for Jen and Wes, who do uh, recommendations for my Taku spouse, um, as kind of like a Christmas present. But then I also had Ko uh, Wakabayashi do one to the show to Annie Bros. Um, yeah, and you'll so see, I, you'll see it's the yeah it's you'll the see photo those for this episode. for this episode. Check that out. Um, so I went back and got those, and that was cool. Um, but so I, I tweeted out the photo, the sketches of, of Lucia and Ignis that Koyama did. And right now it has like 230 likes on Twitter, which is like, and they're all like Promare fan accounts uh -huh. and like Koyama responded. Oh, what do you say? He said, "Is this on the is this on the Annie Bros Twitter?" No, this is on my Twitter. What unfortunately. I'm sorry. Doing? I'm sorry. I'm bad You're at this. No longer the head of PR for I'm us. I'm sorry. Um. Well, he tweeted. So he had tweeted something. Um. He tweeted some of the sketches he did while he was there, uh -huh. and so I responded saying, "Hey, you know, it was really cool. Of, uh, like, thank you for these cool s s your signatures and illustrations." 
and you know it has like 230 likes right now and earlier today at like this is the thing that throws me he might not be back in japan yet at like 4 a.m japan time he responded saying kenny matane and like a like a smiley face emoji <laughs> and i've been antagonizing about how to respond to this all day um no you just i don't know what play to do cool. just like I, it just I, like it yeah just like it just like it i almost want to respond with like no 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 no, 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 no. listen 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 hear me out i almost want to respond saying you know like like let's go drink beer sometime like kondo korono noimasho you know like i mean i'm not gonna stop you from doing that because it's on your account is that too much Mm, say next time you're in portland yeah right next time you're in portland because um one of the things that they revealed in the panel is that ignis drinks corona no no. scratch that next time you're in tokyo next time i'm in tokyo let's get beers Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And maybe yeah, they'll yeah. show us the, the the studio. Yes, I'll say next time I'm in Tokyo or next time you're in Portland, let's get drinks. That all right? Koniona, that type of statement. Sure. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna text Kauri after this and be like, Hey, hey, what do I <laughs> how do I respond to this? <laughs> um, but it's like so during the trigger <clears throat> panel, they reveal that Ignis, as an as an homage to the Fast and the Furious, drinks Corona, mm-hmm. and you see it in one shot. So I want to be like, Yeah, let's go drink Corona. I I hate beer, but we'll do it. I'll do it. I will drink Corona for Trigger. <laughs> um, Surprised nobody. Yeah, yeah. That was I. That was absolutely the highlight. And honestly, the 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 experience with like getting to talk to Koyama and Wakabayashi and getting to sit sit in on that panel and you know ask them a question of the panel too and kind of talk to them afterwards a little bit. Um, highlight that like made Comic-Con worth it. All of the empty, boring days, <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah, it did pay itself off. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty much the us got to see Trigger convention. Yep. And the rest of it was like, oh, what, are they all, yeah. what are these other people doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, who are these? There were some pretty cool um, Promare cosplayers. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of Leos. They're all right. Some Gallows. The best cosplay I saw was yeah. the Dr. Stone. Yeah, the Doctor Stone was legit. A plus, A plus. It was like so legit Doctor Stone. It was um, it was Doctor Stone and Ginro. Yeah, but Ginro was like an adult. <laughs> well, yeah, true. But Ginro, it was Ginro with the melon helmet. With the melon helmet. It was that was cool. It was top notch cosplay too. Yeah. Like A plus. <laughs> yeah, um, really good. Very, very. Awesome. I so that actually that's a highlight I would say this year. Um, cosplay. cosplay was way up from last year. That's true. And. Look, I cosplayed. We both cosplayed back in the day. We we know the labor it takes and the amount of people you have to beg to help you sew. I have no problem with cosplayers. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm about to say that last year the cosplay was not good. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, it was unrememberable. Yes, it was. It was yeah, unremarkable. Not not very like not very a game. No. The cosplay this year was like a game. Holy crap! These people really brought it. Maybe that's because the program was all cosplay focused, or maybe because we had nothing to do, so we we were, saw it. We, we actually saw, saw, we actually it. saw yeah. everything. Yeah. Have you started um, watching No Gun Life? No Gun Life is that this? Season? It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's a, like a no. Okay, I'm, I'm like really tempted. I always say this whenever I see something, see a really cool mask. I'm like, I want to make that mask and wear it. So this guy has a revolver for a head. Uh, I think. Really oh, cool. that show. Yeah. No. Okay. Anyway, yeah, the cosplay was really good. Um my did i have a favorite cosplay i i'm a big fan of the punk the punk versions of sailor scouts i saw a few of those oh i didn't see that that's cool um 
I saw some really cool Leos um, from Promare. I saw a bunch of crap that I have no idea what it is. Yeah. That the Dr. Happens. Stone. I think you're right. I think that Dr. Stone, that, was that combo was just so good. It was so good. Um, it, like, everything was perfect. Yeah. Like, the like makeup was great. Yeah. Like, the coat looked all, like, tattered yeah. and, like, actually worn. It, like, it didn't look like it you just good. bought it from, from no. eBay. It, it looked, looked like, like he, like, tanned that deer hide. Uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, like, legit. It was super good. Yeah. Um... Yeah. I didn't get a picture of him, though. No. Oh, actually. Okay, so I know you don't watch My Hero Academia, but... There's like 900,000 cosplayers. There were my... there were a ton, but my fa- So I've determined that my favorite thing is actually seeing cosplayers eating. Like, in like not not staged, but like they actually have to... You know, you have to eat... Please eat during a convention. Um, and so we were at Wendy's, and in the back corner was a, a Deku... This isn't going to mean anything to you, but it'll mean something to our listeners. There was a Deku cosplayer and an All Might cosplayer... And like All Might is like Deku's mentor, and he was in his um, the All Might cosplayer was in this version of his costume that was like after a, after a fight, so he was like worn out. And like the Deku cosplayer was like in like just kind of like dressed down, um, and they were just sitting there eating hamburgers, and like they both had their wigs still on. Yeah. And I was like, you could literally this is literally just a scene from the show. <laughs> you could take a photo of these two, and I was like, this would be it. You should have. Yeah, I I was going to, and then um, the All Might took their wig off, and I was like, damn it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there were a million uh, My Hero Academia cosplayers. Whenever I find a cosplayer that I don't know what it's from, which is often, yeah, I just ask if this is from My Hero Academia. Yeah, most of the time you say, "Oh yeah, yeah." They're like, "Yes, it is." Um, I like the the now rare Naruto cosplayers. That is getting rare. Yeah, it's like if you really well, it's I saw like one Bulma. There were I saw a uh, Kakashi. I did see a Bulma. I'm trying. Uh, I'm just. I, my mind immediately jumped to like, what stuff that was popular now isn't. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, Dragon Ball. Stuff. You ever see a Bleach cosplayer? Did you see any Inuyasha? I saw a Kagome. I did. I saw one Inuyasha. Or uh, um, not not Kagome. The other her like, the other the priestess. I can't remember. Um, I also saw a Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, there was a good Spike walking around. Yeah. I saw one Solid Snake. There's a, I saw I saw one dude who was just clearly in his airsoft stuff. Actually, that always happens. Actually, I got to give props to this guy because he had the trigger. He had Koyama and Wakabayashi sign two magazines. Oh, that's. Cool. And I was like, okay, okay, fine, fine, whatever. They probably like that a lot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I had a lot of fun at this con. Yeah. There's been cons I, that have way better programming that I didn't have as much fun at. So yeah, very true. There's that. I really like. I liked our panels a lot. Yeah, our panels actually went off. Largely without a hitch. No no hitches. No, they are pretty much... The worst thing that happened was we had two no-shows at Anime Jeopardy, and we picked their alternates. Yeah, but like... Uh, like Panels worked? Or the, the questions all worked? Yeah, like uh, as far as like us running the program, yeah. it, it worked fine. Yeah, I think Anime Jeopardy 18+, plus, we got better crowd reactions. And I think the games went a little better. We there were some dry spells in the answers for regular Jeopardy, yeah, which were surprising. Like the one that shocked me was the baseball anime category. Yeah, our contestants didn't get it, but the it, audience I, did. The audience did, which yeah. is always the saving thing. Yeah, because every time I'm like, wow, this isn't going well. Yeah, but it's just those three. Yep. The, uh, the uh, there'll be like multiple hands in the audience being like, they yeah, get yeah. It. And then making hilarious Federation jokes. Yeah. The, so the, 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 the contestants don't necessarily get it. Yeah. But the, the audience does. Yeah. Because enough people have seen Gundam to like know what's going to on. To get it. So they think it's funny. So 
what what Laven is alluding to is this really Hilarious. cruel joke. It's a great it's a great assholes played on me. It's not even a joke. You okay. well, you like the Federation, and so we needed to show you. That's true. I do <laughs> prefer the Federation in the Gundam universe. So what happened? Why. You've never seen Zeta. That's why. that's exactly why I like them more. I found that out the other day. Someone was explaining um, why. I've explained what the Titans are to you like nine I know, times. I know, I know. But what I mean is, I was listening to a podcast, um, and they were talking about uh, Stardust Memories, and they were talking about like how it's meant to explain because it came after Zeta, but mm-hmm. it's meant to explain how the Federation became bad, that type of stuff. I mean, they were always bad, but go on. Okay, whatever. So. We prep these Jeopardy categories, and we do a we do a test run. We do a run through, uh-huh. and the whole time, um, there was this category that was supposed to be like Japanese um, onomatopoeias for sex noises, and like they kept giving you a hard time for not submitting it. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. Levin's been busy, you know. He'll come through, or Stacy can do it. And you know, like Jason, the whole the whole morning was like, yeah, Levin never got me that category. I'm kind of mad. And so he's playing it up this whole that whole time. And we get to the category reveal for this round of 18 plus, And the last category, instead of being sex noises, is war crimes. <laughs> and I'm like, and you, the whole day, are like, you need to wear your, your RX-78 shirt. You need to wear it. I'm like, no, I have to wear the Faku shirt. They're our sponsor. And you're like, no, you need to wear it. And I'm like, I, can't, I have to wear the Faku shirt. And you're like, fine, whatever. Yeah, and, well, I mean, you had a point. You, you, that was a good idea, but yeah. I'm like, this really, it would have been better <laughs> for me. And so we get to war crimes, and finally when somebody calls it, I have to read this novel <laughs> of a question that's all about, um, you know, some crime committed by the, that supposedly committed by the Federation against the Principality of Xeon. And they're for, I'm, the, I'm the, the presenter for 18+. plus. I have to read these questions so the contestants can make their guess, and I have to read through these things. And it was terrible, but also the best <laughs> because so funny. the audience turned on me so hard. But they, in a like, loving in way, in a loving way, they like were just like talking about how terrible I am. Um, and the contestants got a few of them. Yeah, which was to your guys's credit, you wrote really good jokes that were also good questions. Yeah, they were supposed to be easily easily gettable. Yeah, like you know, the, yeah. it was half of it was like playing up that. You support this, yeah. And then the other half was like a, a, a simple one, like a simple quote. things people don't like: nukes. Like yeah. e- easy, like you could yeah. guess, guess it if even if you didn't see Gundam. Yeah, the I like the Antarctica Accord question because it was like, oh, that's nice Gundam lore. <laughs> um, so then I was like, okay, these idiots aren't smart enough to do this twice. And we get to the I think the third well, round. There's three rounds, so we yeah. did it in the first round. You did it in the first round, round. No crank one. No fake category in the second round. I'm like, okay, I'm in the clear. Um, Laban didn't have time to do two of these. <laughs> and so then we get there and, um, one of the categories was anime reviews, right? Uh-huh. And no sex toy reviews. No, no, no. Uh, was it anime? Reviews? I think it was just anime reviews was the category. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And my mind is like, oh shit, these bastards dug through, found my old, uh, my old soundtrack reviews Man. from the Nihon review. No, because those are all those. Yeah, because those, those were anime reviews. Yeah, I was about to say like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, but no, that so, would have worked. Um, but no, they were <laughs> reviews of my favorite anime. All of them one out of tens, and I had to read these, and it was like this stupid Pokemon knockoff sends kids to a digital world, and I'm just like, 
This is the worst. And I had to read these things. You Okay, but I will point out, you missed a golden opportunity for me to give Darling and the Franks a 10 out of 10. You should have flipped it. You should have flipped it. Man, that's a great idea. That was, Man. <laughs> Dang, that is that is good. I should have done that. You missed a chance. That was should have been the 500. <sighs> yeah, totally flipped it. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that was so good, though. Um I actually, and it's mostly annoying to me because the 500 took the longest to think of. Yeah, we had four, and we're like four, we're out, yeah. like done, 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 done. Because it was Digimon, Lupin. It, so it was Digimon, Evangelion, Promare, and um, what was the fourth one? What was the fourth one? Evangelion. Because it went Promare. Because the first one, oh, Full Metal Alchemist. Ah, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, and but then, then the 500 <laughs> one even stumped me because I was like. It was like about a thief and classic guns. I'm like, oh, and then it finally clicked in my head, and I think I said it out loud before the audience even guessed. <laughs> um, yeah, it was Lupin. That's yeah. the only thing that I was like, yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. That really. <laughs> and then so we did 18 plus first, and the uh, we had a lot of people in the audience for um, all ages Jeopardy that were there, and so they were heckling me the whole time. <laughs> it's like you're just a worker, well, you know, your opinion doesn't I matter. I wasn't even I. So, Laven <laughs> and I kind of flip roles. Um, yeah, in regular like, Jeopardy, Laven's the presenter, and I'm the head judge, and so I kind of like make jokes when yeah, the when yeah, it's yeah. slow. When there's downtime, you, yeah. The other person like kind of gives banter. Yeah, and then. And this so time, we, we you were the banter we're giving. Yeah. And, and uh, they were still like, God. you shut up, you work yeah. criminal. <laughs> and then I like the bit that we did. <laughs> like, we so did, um, you had to read category descriptions. And so <sighs> I, like, did this, like, servant, like, here's the iPad holding it for That's you as my punishment. <laughs> yeah. That was, those panels went off really well. And again, like, we have to thank our whole team at Anime, uh, Anime Bros Creative, because um, they really do a ton of work on it, they especially do. It was, Jason. It was good, yeah. Yeah. Um, damn. Man, it's a far cry from back in the day. No. When you went to Japan and abandoned me. Yep. And Jack abandoned me. Well, hashtag find Jack. Well, he was supposed to, uh, this particular year, he was supposed to come to the con with right, me. Right, right. And me and him were going to run the game, and Patrick was going to be the presenter. Right, right. And Jack didn't come to the yeah. Comoric Con, and I had to figure out how to run the the game that I had made, because I, I programmed this like really basic um, like Python mm. like text yeah based game board yeah so it like showed it in ascii art and you type nice. in like who got the right answer and it would update the ascii art yeah yeah it took me a long time got it done and i remember specifically like well jack is supposed to run this and the other person is supposed to run the question projector yeah and it, i can't do it with one person yeah, it's gonna yeah. be impossible and jason was in the audience at this time like they weren't part of our group yeah and he's like hey i can i can like run this for you I was like, oh, thank you. And then the very next year, he's like, I made this. Yeah, and, and he comes game, out with, like, literally Jeopardy. It's the game we use now. And I'm like, yeah. holy shit, this is way better. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, if you, if anybody listening to this has been, if our number one fan, who, that's another highlight of this year. We got to hang out a lot with our number one fan. Um, and the more profitable friend he brought along who has more Facebook likes in his Facebook group. So <laughs> if that person is listening, um, we will bump off number one fan for you if we get more likes. Just saying. Um, but... Uh, yeah, like it's so cool that if you've seen us do Jeopardy, when we started, it was PowerPoint. We had a PowerPoint using hyperlinks inside the PowerPoint, and we didn't. Couldn't, I remember specifically also we couldn't get the hyperlinks to change color after you no. them. So you needed to. You had to have like another board. Or yeah, we uh, at one point had like a sheet of post-it notes in a yeah. grid, and you yep. take off the post-it note it off. when it was done, so we knew what was yeah. used up. Um, and Jason has just like legit built a Jeopardy game and it has buzzers, like actual buzzers that work. Uh, it just makes it run so well. 
Um, it does. It's yeah. got real logic. Everything, yeah. like, you know, if they buzz in uh, prematurely, like it yep, locks, it locks for them a second. out. It's got everything that real oh, Jeopardy has. so good. He could sell that from for cash. He really could. <laughs> and then Jeopardy would just come down like a hammer. Well, it's uh it's it's a parody. It's reverse guess question game. Yeah. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah. What is trivia? Um He could like was... sell it for educational use at schools and oh, it'd, totally. it'd be like I've actually I've toyed with the idea of seeing if he wants to come to a like a user conference and run a Jeopardy game. Um Yeah, that was That was good. good. And was... you know, like I've come to the older I get, the more I'm like, you know what an anime con is for? Just hang out with your nerd friends for like three days. That is the crux of it. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. Yep. The programming doesn't even need to exist. No. You're supposed to go there and hang out with friends and talk about Gundam. Yeah. Like that's Yeah, what you it connect is. with people you haven't seen in a while. I ran into several people. I I ran into someone I haven't seen in a decade. You are a Hendrix. Yeah, I know, right? How does this happen? Oh my god. You so, are on on the same par as like my own mother. We, like you're at some place and you find someone, I'm like, who even is that? Oh, you know, I used to know them back in school. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? How is that even possible? So <laughs> we were standing the first time I was standing in line for um a trigger signature, signature autograph. Um, I ran into someone I went to Japan with in high school. Like yeah. they were on the same trip. Um and I hadn't seen them in ten years. And I was like, holy crap, it's so cool to run into you here. And it turns out that she hadn't been to an anime convention in years and that she just decided to come to this one. Um, it's, and yeah. It's the magic of the con. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, you know, I ran into old coworkers. I run into a VP of my company. Um, yeah, it's cool. Or you see, you know, I didn't see, there were some people I didn't see this year, which was interesting. We ran into people um, in the dark depths of Laban and I's history. We used to be part of a, a panel group uh ran into some of them <laughs> we um, don't want to mention that yeah he looked fine i didn't see the others did he, um did he look fine? yeah <laughs> had one conversation with um the fifth guy who um we did some panels with back in the day he's from that time too he is from that time but he was so worn out the entire time did he remember you he did but at one point he was like yeah how'd your concert go i'm like dude go go to sleep <laughs> like you don't you haven't been asleep in like 48 hours um i was like yeah it went, it went well <laughs> um yeah kept running into old people i went to college with which is well you should have chosen a better school i know anyway that's why i want that's why this is why i always think about cosplaying with somebody that has a mask you know so i can't be recognized well, you could just wear a mask that's true like, enough I'm... people do are you allowed to in con space i thought you had to take it off no i tap people wear masks all the time yeah I'll just get a big old, like um. Just get a surgical mask. Warai mm. Otoko. Wear it. No, I need to get like one. I need to get like someone to laser cut like a plexiglass sheet that just has the like a moving Warai Otoko from, um, Ghost in the Shell. You could wear one of those. I don't know what they call them, but those like rubber anime girl heads. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like wear that. Yeah, that might get Jack to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He was banished for losing a game of Mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> to the Shadow Realm. Uh -huh. This is Yu-Gi-Oh! Mahjong, bitches. <laughs> yeah. But I had a good time. I thought it was a good... Yeah. Yeah. No, it was... Good con. It was... It's always a good con. They always con us in some way. And yet we come back for more every year. Yep. <clears throat> it's because we're addicts. That's true. Now let's go play some Mahjong. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, great. So yeah, we'll post uh, what we can about the Trigger interview shortly it'll yeah. be in your feed you'll see it something or another either the audio or us yeah explaining the audio <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> reading transcripts and you can find all that stuff at www.andybrospodcast.com 
forward slash cool stuff. You're going to have to program that now. Um, <laughs> or you can find the rest of our uh, podcasts at andybroscreative.com where you can find new episodes of Real Japan where um, a group of nerds reviews live action adaptations of anime and manga. Uh, you can listen to new episodes of Otaku or Otafu Susume, recommendations from my otaku spouse, where two married otaku force each other to watch things um, and talk about it. And you can listen to old archive episodes of Fujiyoshi Trash Talk because despite not having consistent employment, Stacy still doesn't record episodes. Yeah, but she has time to get a, some kind of temporary job <laughs> at her old place of employment. Actually, she's done a ton of work on their house. It looks really nice. Um, yeah, didn't, didn't you notice? Yeah, but I, I've been there a lot. And it oh. looks the same as it always has. I thought it looked nice. I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> um, yeah, and... If you listen to this episode and you're like, oh, I want to go to KomoriCon, you can, I think you can already pre-reg for KomoriCon 2020. It's going to be November 6th through the 8th uh, in 2020. Another random date that they... Well, it's actually my birthday. I'm excited. Um, well, maybe Trigger will be there. Yeah, I hope Trigger's there and we'll go out for my birthday. sign you a happy birthday poster. Oh my God. <laughs> I just died a little. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Um, I will be you, there. You'll be there. We'll find a way. Uh, if you are a, a Pacific Northwest-based anime fan, uh, I really encourage you to check out KomoriCon. Um, despite growing in size, it still maintains that small con feel, um, which I totally understand because I have absolutely been to a con other than KomoriCon. You have. That's oh, I have. I've been to MiyakuCon. Yeah. Yeah. And that which, ha- if that doesn't have a small con feel. That's a that's an old school spot. That had like KomoriCon day like year one feel. I know. Um it did. cool. Well, thank you all for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Sakoku underscore otaku, where I try not to stalk Shigeto Koyama too much. And you fail. Fail hard. Because you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh you can find me at, at Levenvoth. I don't really tweet stuff, but I check Twitter. So if you tweet at me, I'll see it. And then I might be more motivated to tweet things. So do that. Cool. Uh, cool. So, uh, okay. Bye. See you later, Space Cowboys. <laughs>you know where the Mahjong set is? Uh, it's in my room somewhere. Because we could just click tiles every <laughs> once in a while. I'll just get, I'll find some B-roll of that. Oh, of just Mahjong? <laughs> and like lay it over lay at the bottom. <laughs> I'll try to find like the seediest like sounding one. Where there's like Yakuza in the background. <laughs>